I'm Alex and this is the Geordie Guide to Happiness. Welcome to episode 18. As always, I'm here in our virtual studio with the podcast team, Kath and Dom, this week. How is everybody? We're fine. We're, we're trying to trying to work out whether it's fireworks night or not. <laughs> There's plenty of fireworks going off around our way as well. They always seem to start uh, weeks beforehand, don't they? But uh, mm-hmm. never mind. It's a little bit different this year, I suppose. But uh, how's everyone doing? Good, yeah. Yeah. Um, not any more? Done, no, any more what? Any, any more, more bow tie dreams? Bow tie dreams? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I haven't actually. I bought a bow tie and that seemed to solve it. Uh, but oh, okay. I, was, I tried it on with a nice white shirt and realised I looked like a boxing referee <laughs> and took it off again and that, that, sol- that solved that little episode. Can you even yeah. tie a bow tie? I wouldn't even know where to start. Uh, I bought one that uh, doesn't need tying. It's just got a clip on it. it Have you got it there? One. Nice. It's got the cheeky clip <laughs> thing. That's a cheat tie. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad for a bit of sunshine this week after what's been pretty miserable wet weather. Um, though cycling through the rising sun the last few days, it's been a bit of a quagmire. It's been pretty muddy and lots of puddles, which kind of is fun at the same time when you're on a bike, just going through all the puddles. Um, but yeah, it's, it's okay, been nice to have a bit okay of sunshine. It's got the hot shower at the other end, as Sharuna was talking about. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, on that note, shall we introduce our guest interview for this week? Yep, 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 yep. So this week's episode is with Sharuna Saga, who uh, some of you may know works for the BBC and is a presenter and reporter here in the Northeast. She covers all sorts of subjects, but um, her specialist subject is arts and culture. We had a great chat about what brings her happiness at work as well as in her personal life. So enough of me talking. Here is Sharuna. Sharuna, a very warm welcome to the Geordie Guide to Happiness. How are you this morning? I'm very well, thank you. And thank you very much for asking me to take part. It was a lovely surprise. Well, it's thank you for, for agreeing to talk to us. We're, we're collecting a whole range of different stories from a whole range of different people. So thank you so much for your time. So for people that um, perhaps um, aren't aware of, of, of who you are, what you do, could you perhaps just introduce yourself, say, say a little bit about who you are? Hello, my name's Sharuna. I work for the BBC. I do a lot of things, but mainly I think my most high profile role, I should say, is as a presenter and reporter up here in the Northeast. And um, I cover all sorts of subjects. But my specialist subject is arts, culture, entertainment, that kind of thing. It's a passion of mine, but I do, you know, human interest stories, everything really, just to reflect what's going on in the Northeast, particularly today. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do for a living. Uh, And I do present the news. And I also, my favourite part of the job, I have to say, is making my films. I love to go out Mm -hmm. and make my films. Mm -hmm. So that's what I really, really get a lot of happiness from. It's not to say I don't enjoy other aspects of my job, but I think if I was to focus on the thing that gives me the most pleasure, it would be the whole process of going, coming up with an idea, doing all the research and the work to get it ready to go, going out with a film crew, filming it, coming back, scripting it, putting it together and uh, voicing it, et cetera, fronting it and working with an editor and creating this lovely little perfectly formed four minute film. I'm working to this moment where all world, all my worlds collide mm. to create this little film. And that's what I get the most pleasure out of. That makes me very happy. From an outsider looking in, you, you always seem to get, as you said, the arts and culture, the, the, the sort of fun exciting uh, bits to report on is that do you feel that's the case well I do do more serious sides to the arts but I think you know the the kind of person that you are kind of does impact on the reports that you do even if it's not about it's not about me it's about the subject that I'm covering but yeah. I think for me anyway 
there is always my sort of imprint on it in some way that's unique to me. And I think, you know, if I go and cover a story or an event, it will not be anything like my colleagues because I just have a way of doing it my way. It's just my yeah. way. So yeah. if if I'm doing it my way, as Frank Sinatra would say, um, <laughs> there will be that glint. There will be that edge. There will be that humour because that's the kind of thing that comes naturally to me. And I and I quite like that, you know, because I think, well, that means that I'm doing it in a way that no one else can do it because I'm. it's just my... How do I put it? It's just what I bring to my report and somebody else doing the exact same report would do it differently. And that's Mm. what makes the world go round. That's great, isn't it? So I do like to have fun. Why not have fun? You know what I mean? And if you meet people, and I meet so many unbelievable people in my line of work, and I don't just mean, you know, uh, famous people or well-known people. I just mean great people who are doing great things ordinary people doing extraordinary things and really surprising me and making me feel really amazed at what they've created or what they've achieved and it's very inspiring and when you meet these people yes they've done this thing that I've gone to see them about but when you talk to them you find something else within them and you find their humor and you find their personality and I end up just having a right old laugh with them and loving it and I try to put some of that in the films that I'm doing you know so it's not just news and it's not all you know serious because yes we can still talk about what they're talking about but I really like to bring their personality into their answers I don't want to just go for the really bog standard answer I want to come at it from a different angle or a different point of view so I think that yeah if you look at my films and stuff like that on my YouTube channel there's always a little something in there that you might not expect a little magic moment or they've let their guard down the contributor or something that makes it a little bit special and I really really work hard to make sure I find that with every single person that I speak to even if it's just a vox pop on the street you know I'm looking for that thing that allows that person to be an individual in that moment and show it in that, you know, 20 second clip that I allow them to have on my piece. You know, they don't have much time to to get that. So it's my job to kind of hone in on it as soon as I meet these people and then try and sort of encourage them to bring it out so I can show the viewers how special this person is, you know, Mm. what they brought to the table. So that brings me great joy. It makes me so happy when... I get that piece of magic from that person who's just for a moment been themselves, forgotten there's a camera in their face, forgotten they're going to be on telly, forgotten all those things. <laughs> that and minor just talk- detail. <laughs> yeah, and they're just talking to me. Yeah. They've managed to block everything out. And uh, that, I think, is what I, I really relish. Mm. You talked really passionately then. Your face was so animated. It obviously does make you very happy when you, because you're, you're just sort of remembering it there now and uh, you look, yeah, you look content with yourself. <laughs> it does make really happy because I do watch a lot, I do watch TV and I watch a lot of things go out and it feels sometimes I just think, well, every moment can be special. It's like cooking, you know, you can make a meal and it feeds somebody and that's the end of it or you can make a meal with a little bit something else that just a little bit of sparkle a bit of something else and they're both meals they've both fed somebody but one has that something extra and possibly the same amount of effort went into both things but it's the intention isn't it it's what Mm. else you want to it's what you feel you want to bring to the table and I see stuff go out which I just think meh and I just never ever want to do that and maybe I do occasionally I don't hit my own mark because of various pressures and, you know, issues like that, resources and all sorts of other stresses. But I aim for that, which is the main Mm. thing every Mm. time. And when I hit it, nothing comes close to the pleasure I feel when all the stars are aligned and my cameraman was great or camera woman was great. My editor was great. I was great. My contributors did it, did their bit too. And we all come together and create a perfect little film. That is the Holy Grail for me. And it does happen occasionally. Can you describe that pleasure, that satisfaction that you've just mentioned? What does it feel like when you 
get it right. You know, when you create something, I mean, you, I'm sure you talk to many people who will tell you that when you create something, whatever it is, it makes you happy. When you've created something from nothing, it makes you happy. It could be creating a nice environment. It could be creating a film like I'm talking about or a, or a, a dish or a situation or anything. If you create it from absolutely nothing, the pleasure that you feel when it comes to fruition and it's, it's become something that's way more than the sum of its parts, it makes you feel really good and really happy mm. that you did that because, you know, we, all, we can all start off with a blank piece of paper and it's what you do with an idea. It's what you do with a thought that counts, isn't it? And when mm. you make that thought into something that brings pleasure to people or it entertains, informs, educates, you know, in the words of the, uh, the BBC, I don't think you can ask for much more, actually. And, and that's what we do, isn't it, as creative human beings? We create, and that in itself makes you feel like you've done something worthwhile. Mm. It's really quite simple, isn't it? It, it just feels like you have a purpose, mm. I think, and you've achieved it to the best of your ability. So that makes you feel happy. And also, when I make these films, it brings in so many of my skills I have to use them all at once, you know, so many different skills. And I don't really think about it because I'm so used to doing it. But if you go to other, you know, companies or television networks, they might have one person to do one thing, just that one thing, and another person to another thing. Well, in the regions, we literally have one person to do everything. <laughs> and, and so, but, which is, you know, stressful, but it's also great. It's good because, for CV. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? When you do that, when you work like that, you actually forget what it is that you can yeah, do. Yeah. You have to really think about breaking down your day. Go, well, okay, this morning I did the job of a researcher. Then I did the job of a reporter. Then I did a job of a presenter. Then I, I sometimes do some editing, did a job of an editor. Then I did a job of a producer. Then I did a job of a director. And it's, it's a bit much, isn't it? Mm. It's a bit much to put that on a CV because people are going, seriously, come on. So who are you? Yourself. What do you do? Yeah, yeah. I know. What are you? Some one-woman TV machine. But, you know, so you don't really think about it. But all, the, all those skills come into play when you just go out and go, right, if they go, okay, sure, and I go and make a film about something, I'll be okay. I've seen this. I, I've seen this. This might be interesting. Then I go along and I suddenly go, oh, it's not this at all. It's that. And that's not the person I want to speak to. It's that person over there. And I'm like piecing all these things together and I'm going, okay, let's film it like this. You can make all the plans in the world before you get to the location. Mm. And when you get there, you suddenly go, no, 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 it's not actually what we thought at all. It's something completely different. And we've got like, you know, three hours to sort it out, get it all done. So it's constantly coming up with solutions. It's thinking on your feet. It's challenges left, right and centre. And then amongst it all, you still have to look half decent and do your bit, you know. So it's not a question of just running around in, in, in your comfy clothes going, yeah, yeah, would you mind standing over there, please? And could you do that? Could you? You're actually then going, okay, it's now my turn to perform on camera and, and look get in, fabulous yeah. mm -hmm. or not, as the case may be. You know, or just as you're about to do your bit, it starts raining like the other day. Always. And I was like, seriously, <laughs> it's not rained the whole morning. And then as soon as I've got to do my piece to camera, it starts to rain and my hair starts to look crap. Of course. That's exactly what happened <laughs> recently. When I had my big moment doing a piece for the one show, I was so delighted. And we were going around this, um, the arena, you know, in Gosford, the socially distanced arena. We did a report on that and... Uh, I was with this crew I've never worked with before and they have a director and they had a researcher and they had a sound man. And I'm like, oh my God, this team of people. <laughs> I was freaked out by that. And then he was saying, right, let's do this now. Let's do that now. Let's do that. And I said to him, um, about three hours in, I said, um, can I just ask a question? Is there a reason why we're not doing the piece to cameras now and we're doing it later? Because I'm thinking, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. I know it's going to rain. And he said, no, not really. I just thought we'd do it. I'm like, oh, here we go. And as soon as we got rounding the piece of cameras, it started raining. And as the, sh as the report went out, my hair was getting oh, flatter no. and wetter and stuck. And then my beautiful blow dry was now sticking out like crystal tips. And I was just like, oh my God. 
But anyway, you have to get over it and just go, hey, yeah, yeah, my, uh, hey, did you see my piece on the one show? <laughs> like, just don't mention the hair. Don't talk about the hair. Sake. Don't talk about the hair. <laughs> Let's just move on. Let's just bask in the glory that it happened and then not speak of the hair again. Okay, we won't mention the hair again <laughs> No, today. I'm only joking. But you know, in, in addition to everything else, people, people then watch you and I'm sure you do it. I do it when you watch telly. All you think about is, oh my God, look at the state of her hair or his tie or that mole on his face or whatever. All you do is point out something that's standing out, isn't it? I mean, we all do it as much as we go, oh, you shouldn't be judging people. That's terrible, you know, but we all do it. So I just, I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh never mind uh, to be honest with you I've been doing it for long enough to know you just move on doesn't just have matter. to roll with it just go just with it. roll with it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. who cares so so we won't mention the hair again <laughs> but um you know you, you talk about these little films that you produce and they, they bring you happiness when they come to mm. fruition can you think of any examples in particular where you've, you've produced a piece and it's just been oh that's just spot on um well when I say spot on, let's just qualify that because these are not BAFTA winning films, but they are the best that I could do mm-hmm. with what I had. Yeah. Okay. So when I say they were perfect little films, that's the best I can do right now, folks. So if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but I'm working to the max right now with what I've I, got. So I think quality is a is a very sort of, you know. Yeah, I know and I'm terrible for that. Words. Yeah, and I'm I'm terrible cuz my I'm I have got latent perfectionist tendencies which I am trying to, you know, deal with. I have been over because now I have deadlines in my life. When you have deadlines, you can't be too much of a perfectionist there has a point where you have to have a cutoff point but it's left knowing to my own when to dev- stop isn't it yeah, yeah exactly but left to my own devices before I became a journalist when I was at school I'd be like oh I've made a mistake in my perfect handwriting I've got to rip the page out and start again to to the point where I'd have a, a notebook with three pages left uh, just four pages because I was ripping it when you rip out the front you have to rip out the back yes so what would happen was I'd end up with a really thin exercise book with no pages in it because I was so like oh I made a mistake with my beautiful new pen and oh I hate it so yeah that's me aged whatever it's eight nine me now I'm like do you know what it's good enough it's got to hit the deadline if it doesn't hit the deadline there's no point how perfect handwriting was it's not made its slot and no one cares so Mm. I've learned that right so (laughs) so I say I've got latent perfectionist tendencies so also you're asking me which film I'm which films I'm proud of well I'm proud of loads of films that I felt I was given the time to do I was given the access and I was like I told you before I had a good cameraman or even if the camera, when I say man, there's also a woman. So camera person, you know, I kind of managed to get a decent team. Mm. Um, The stuff I've done with Ken Loach, I'm the most proud of, I think. Um, I've made a few films with him Mm -hmm. and I've had some exclusive with him. That's made me very, very proud. And I think the films have come off really well. I mean, I did one recently, about Woodhorn Museum, about um, it reopening with a fantastic little exhibition about black miners. And that was also used for BBC Arts Museum Passion Season. And I had some really nice feedback from people within the Beeb, which was lovely. And I felt really happy about it because I'd really been given some time to craft it. So I'm quite pleased about that but the ones I suppose that I really love are the ones which are just funny and fun because if you if you ask me to choose my favorite ones they're just daft ones that I do that I've done in the past that's when I'm at my happiest when I can have real fun with people mm. so it's normally not a hard-hitting it's not a it's not a serious e yeah. story not that the reopening of a museum isn't serious it's not serious but you know, you can't be going, hey, 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 and having a bit of a laugh with the guy when he's talking about his experiences of being a black miner, you know, in the 60s. So, yeah. it, the, although we did have a laugh. The feelings and a smile. are different, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you, I did, um, I recently dug up an old uh, video film that I'd seen, that I'd done, because I was looking for stuff for a showreel, and I found this 
this film that I did just a few years ago. I can't, and I kind of forgotten I'd done it, and I watched it, and I was like, oh my god! I dressed up as a nun. I was like, it was hilarious. I thought it was funny, even now watching it back. And I thought, oh my God, that's so daft, you idiot. (laughs) And it was great because I love dressing up. That's something that makes me really happy. Dressing up, whether it's glamorous or whether it's daft, fancy dress parties, all of it. I love it. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I love it. So yeah, in the days when they used to let me dress up more, you know, I've done pieces dressed as a knight, get jousting and I've obviously been a nun uh I've been dressed up as Lawrence of Arabia and camel racing and, oh love it it's so fun and then being filmed and making a film about it I mean come on it's brilliant my kids have, my kids have got a box of dressing up stuff and every now and then I'm like why oh, I wish I could fit into this stormtrooper outfit <laughs> I just love the way that children um just go I'm wearing this today mummy and that's it yeah, we're yeah. going to the supermarket. Going, it doesn't matter. I don't give. I don't care, Mum. Yeah. I'm wearing my princess outfit or my Spider Man outfit or whatever. It's great, isn't it? I love that. It's a shame it has to stop, really, because it does. It does stop for most people, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, you don't see many adults dressed as Spider Man or Disney princesses in in Sainsbury's or Asda. Or I just whatever. think people need to relax about clothing a little bit. I think people get so scared when they see somebody wearing something a bit different. And I feel sad about that. I think it's sad that people take the mick out of people if they wear something different because they're standing out and they they dare to stand out a bit. Whereas you just want to blend in like a sheep and then you want to herd that person back into blending in. Why? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't agree with that. I think equal clothing rights for everybody. Just go for it. Absolutely. Just wear what you want. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. So... You've talked there about producing films. Mm. What else brings you happiness? Well, I think at the top of the list has to be being with my family. Has to be. I know it's a bit cheesy, but I don't live near my family. So when I go home, it's massive. And we just have a brilliant, brilliant routine. It's obviously all about food, or as we say in Mm -hmm. Hindi, the khana. It's all about Mm -hmm. the food. Um, We live in the kitchen with my parents cooking all the time. And um, when we go home, it's my sister and I, the routine is uh, get up, hang out with mum and dad in their bedroom in the morning, doing nothing. They're doctors. Well, they're retired now, so we sometimes have the obligatory, let's all get our blood pressure done. <laughs> mum will do it while we're all in Completely bed. Completely normal, yeah. Yeah, we'll get our blood pressures done and I'll be like, oh, can you check me for diabetes, please? And all that kind of thing. And then um, coffee and tea upstairs and then come down, dad will make lunch or mum will like make lunch and then we'll just kind of lunch. And then they've got this whole bargain hunt uh What's the other one called? Or the, they do all the antique shows. So that uh, becomes, Homes Under the Hammer as well. Yeah, That's Homes Under the Hammer, all that kind of thing. So they do all that. And then four o'clock, tea, Indian snacks. And then mum will start cooking dinner and all that. And then straight after dinner, every single night when we're home, we have a bridge. Uh, no, sorry, not a bridge. We're trying to learn bridge, but we have a rummy tournament. Nice. Every single night. So in the summer, right, I was at my parents' house for like two and a half weeks, three weeks. My sister stays there now because of the situation we're in for big hunks of time. So when I was in the summer, I was there and we just, we had, we have them every single night. We have like a Rummy League book. It's been going for years. Oh, it's, it's serious. Well, it's it's serious in the sense that we just that write the scores down. We just write <laughs> the scores down and go, oh, mummy's been winning a lot lately. Um but it's the four of us around the table and then there's like snacks (laughs) and it's just like you know it's just brilliant it makes me so happy and my dad pretty much wins always but you know it's really lovely so that makes me so happy so yes family snacks food cards that's basically a big hunk of happiness in my life (laughs) um so yeah, those and is that something things. that you've you've done for a long time? Yeah, yeah, all my life. Big family, big family <laughs> tradition. All my life. Well, the cards thing is later in life, but yeah, you know that's we 
when we go home, we we regress massively to teenagers. I was going to ask that question. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We are the teenagers. And mm-hmm. the only difference now is that we properly help mum in the kitchen. Yeah. Because we did nothing when we were growing up absolutely we just go and sit with dad with our feet up and watch the telly it's disgusting but um, <laughs> but um I don't know something happened later I think we suddenly realized they're all getting older I don't know mm-hmm. some pennies dropped a number of years ago now but you know and we just thought oh we we can't be this is not good this is not good this is lazy 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 yeah. she's brought up yeah. two lazy girls so come on <laughs> <laughs> but, but now I'm like Sit down, mother. Sit. She can't sit down. She can't sit down. She's a typical Indian mum. We and I'm like, mum, seriously, going to have to gaffer tape you to that chair. <laughs> she can't. She's like, oh, she's oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, sit her down. Sit, sit her down. Sit, take sit her to the lounge. <laughs> so my sister Relax. has to. T- my sister has to physically take her away from the kitchen Aww. while we clear up. So that's so now we we you know we do um get stuck in cuz she's obviously getting old and stuff and we have to do our bit but yeah the early days when i look back when i think about it i'm like oh you you spoiled brats sitting I, there. I think a few i think there'll be a lot of uh, families like that though i don't think you'd have been the only one i know and, uh... i know but we've totally made up for it now don't you worry so what sort of food are we talking about then what's what Ooh. is it that you uh, enjoy uh, rustling up the family is all about the Indian food and mm-hmm. they are amazing cooks. I can't even begin to tell you what I've grown up with. Um, totally spoiled. And it makes me, It's. I love to cook, but I have to say I've been a very kind of apprehensive Indian cook because I know how it should to, taste. I know yeah, how it should yeah, taste. Yeah. And I know, you know, it's, it's a lifetime's work to be good at Indian food because you, you, you have to keep doing it. It's like a little chemistry. Uh, it's like a little chemistry experiment. How mm. old are your spices? You can follow mm. a recipe, but there are so many other factors that don't come into play when you're just following a recipe. Like, how old are your spices? Where did you get them from? Did you crush them yourself? Did you get them from a shop? Who made your spices? You know, blah 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 blah. No wonder people just go, oh, just get me a, just get me a takeaway because it's like proper alchemy. Then it is alchemy. <laughs> it's complete alchemy. So. Um, the only way to get good at it is to keep doing it on a regular basis and obviously that's not something I can do with my lifestyle Mm. but I do cook uh, and I love to cook I love to cook I love to feed people oh you know I'm an experimenter I mean I kind of have recipes that I vaguely get an idea from so I say okay yeah that's the vibe okay and then I just see well what have I got and then I've got the obviously I've got the the dad helpline conversations like go like this oh hi mum is dad there that's how it goes when we call home <laughs> hi mum are you right is dad there she puts dad on <laughs> we have uh, one the opposite direct the opposite oh, way oh yeah yeah is yeah, dad there right so she puts dad on I'm like dad you know that Kima what was the thing that you used or you know when we were making when you were making that aloo thing what was the thing you used and I haven't got that I've got this can I use this instead oh dad dad I've just made this curry and say it tastes terrible what's wrong so he does the diagnosis I tell him what the uh symptoms are he gives me the prognosis he's a retired surgeon so he gives me the prognosis that I think you need to put some um powder in there why don't you try some lemon juice I'm like okay I'll call you back I'll let you know how it goes. I'll call you back. <laughs> and then I'll be like, and they would call, but he'll call me later. He goes, how did it go? So we'll have this to and fro. And then I'll be like, dad, it's amazing. It worked. You've done it. You've done it. And then my friends will come round in the days when friends could come round and be like, oh my God, you're such a great cook. You should be on MasterChef. I'm like, get lost. No way. No way. You've no idea. <laughs> But then it's trying to then recreate it, isn't it? Oh, there are no um, recipes. My friend, I've got a book here that I scribbled down things that dad says. And she picked it up one day and she's like, oh my God. It says here, fry onions nicely. That's the instructions. I know what that means. Fry onions nicely. I know what that means. That's what my mum and dad would say when I'm frying onions nicely. It's, so it's you, just, you're, you're nice to them rather than that? No, I think it's the way it, I can't describe it. I think any Indian or Asian people listening to me will probably understand what that means. Yeah. It's just getting them to this certain point. 
I can't describe it. And she thought that was hilarious as a cooking instruction. I'm like, look, I know what that means. <laughs> and there's no measurements in the recipes, sort of touchy-feely kind of vibe. This is this is this is Indian cooking. It's food. a whole other whole. It's other a whole world. other world, yeah. But when you get it right, it's the most amazing feeling. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. So fabulous. So anything else that brings you happiness? Was that is are they the main things? Those yeah, are the your, main things. Your but work, I mean, your family, you know food. I've been. Snacks. I was thinking about it, and there are so many things that bring me happiness, like fleeting moments. Mm. You know that. I love a good cup of tea. Oh, I love a good cup of tea. I really do. I had one the other day in a cafe and they never get good good cups of tea outside the no, home. No. And I was beside myself because I, I, I insisted on two tea bags and I think that's the problem. Is that the trick? I think when you get a pot of tea, when you go out, say, could you put two tea bags in that, please? And then you've got the hope You've got a slither of hope that you might get a good cup of tea. Anyway, I was in um, Flat Caps Cafe. I'll give them a little oh, mention. I do like I do like Flat Caps. I had yeah. the most excellent bacon sandwich on sourdough, and I had a cup of tea which blew my mind. And I said, and having not been out to a cafe for six months, I it was just about a week ago, and I said to my boyfriend, "Oh my god." this is a perfect cup of tea and that is a perfect bacon sandwich. And I am so hard to please. I bet, I, honestly, my friends are like, oh God, she's complaining again. Oh God. Because I'm like, I know what good food should taste like and I can make this better in my kitchen, right? So I'm that, I'm that person, I'm sorry. I'm that person. And I have to say that was an excellent, excellent sandwich and an excellent cup of tea. It can be done. So happiness is a good cup of tea. Yeah. So what other things bring you happiness? Well, you know, little things, little moments, fleeting moments that make you happy. I've told you the big things, you know, mm. the, the big life things. But having a shower and then getting into bed, how lush is that? <laughs> and also, whenever I go into bed now, I don't know what this says about me. I lie in bed and go, oh, my God, this is so great. And I think nothing in my body hurts. I'm not in pain. How wonderful is that? And mm -hmm. I really appreciate that feeling because I know people who have pain in their life. Mm. And I really, really, and I've had it myself in the past, you know, I've hurt my back and all sorts. So I just really, every night I appreciate the fact that I'm lying in bed and I feel no pain. Yeah. That makes me happy. And I think it's something that often you you take for granted you totally isn't it? take for granted unless you make a real point of thinking it yeah you absolutely take it for granted so that's something yeah. that i just just feeling so comfortable and and also being able to sleep i sleep yeah i sleep well i sleep deep and i know that to not do that is horrible so these are things that make me happy and i appreciate getting a bargain i love a bargain love a bargain <sighs> yes. yeah occasionally you just stumble across a bargain they've kept it hidden you know and you're like or you're in one of those bargain shops and you see a box of yorkshire tea tea bags for silly silly amounts and you're like okay these are just small little bargains i i, I love it when you, you you pick something up and you go through the till and it's been reduced or it's been you know it's already reduced and then you put it through the till and it's reduced again and you're like and then and then you look at them and they look at you and you're thinking, right, was this a mistake? Is someone going yeah, to say yeah. something? And you just pretend like you didn't know. You go, oh. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I really like making plans just to do things. I like to make a, I'm a list woman, lists coming out of every orifice. Mm -hmm. And I like to make plans. So even if it's like a plan where I don't leave the house, I'm like, right, today I'm going to get up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to have a nice cup of tea and read a magazine. And then I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to make this. And then, I, and I may not have seen anyone. I may not have gone anywhere. <laughs> I may not have done anything particularly, you know, important. But it makes me happy to know that I'm going to be doing these things today. And these are things that I wanted to do, or they're going to make me relaxed and happy. So plans, yeah, big and small. Yeah. Make I'm me happy. a big one. Yeah, with you on that, absolutely. And music, obviously, I love music. I love music so much. Uh, I was trying to think about which were the main bits of music, the types of music I like. It's really hard because I really like, you know, guitar and drums and stuff like that. But I, I have a massive passion for 1960s sort of funky grooves, you know, like mm -hmm. exclusive mm -hmm. blend, blow up, you know, that stuff from 
the 60s that they used for soundtracks for movies yeah. and i yeah. love it i love it i'll put my uh, my uh kaftan on my silk pacini-esque i have a good uh Missoni-esque kaftan on much to the bemusement of my boyfriend when we come home when we come out from a night out i'd put my kaftan on get this music on and be dancing around the room and he'd just be sat there i'm like come and dance with me come and dance with me and he'd be like oh you're all right and i'm like Aww. come on he's just like oh what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> i'd be like oh it's so great so great um and it's so funny uh, you put certain music on don't you and it just makes you want to dance love yeah. it yeah i use a lot of it in my reports i'm always I always slip in music that I really like. Uh, not always, but if I, I mean, occasionally I've had to put in something that's really relevant to the piece. But quite a lot of the time, I find a tenuous link and go, <laughs> I, I've got this tune in my mind. Let's just make it fit. So the music I use in a lot of my films that I make for work have cool, obscure stuff. Like I had oh, a fella, I had a fella cootie track in the other day, and it's like I don't think fella cootie has ever gone out on look north before. <laughs> I get I put all sorts of weird stuff in and I'm going to make particular attention now next yeah, time I see I, one I of your do, films I'm going to keep an eye I do like to get <laughs> I, I'm quite, I think a lot about the music that goes into my pieces I just don't like obvious stuff if I can help it um, and then just things like oh, having laughing so much that you're crying <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen as often as I'd like it to but there have been moments when I have laughed so much that I'm weeping. I think uh, there was a recent one where we were in Bristol. We were walking along uh, an underpass, and there was this photo. There was this poster of Paul Weller, and um, we know people that know him and stuff like that. And somebody had <laughs> a, a drawn with ma- a massive green um, marker, big fat marker, glasses on him. And he had this expression on his face already. He had this expression on his face, which was kind of interesting at the best of times. And then these glasses on it. Oh my God. We laughed for about 20 minutes i'm not joking people walking past us we i couldn't i couldn't move for the laughing i think it was because a we know people that know him so it it didn't feel like a complete stranger and b it was just this sort of expression on his face like with these big green like he knew it was going to happen you know (laughs) it was so funny and then obviously my sister and i when we start laughing it's game over I mean, we just can't stop. So that makes me that those moments are so brilliant. When my mum, when I make my mum laugh and she gets the giggles and goes off, we've and we've lost her. Or my cousin, when he laughs, I'll I can make him laugh on the phone to the point where he goes silent because he's like doing this. He goes silent. That silent like, laugh, yeah. He's, he's laughing so hard, no sound comes out of his mouth. And I'm like, oh, we've lost him. We've lost him. Come back, come back. And that makes him laugh even more. It's brilliant. Love it. Yeah, I love those moments. And often you cannot explain why it's so funny either, can you? It just, something just gets you and, and that's it, you're gone. And, Absolutely uh, hilarious. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we, got, we buy veg in bulk you know at home my mum and dad like go to the Indian shop and I pile up my mini full of stuff from um Hutchinson's I'm like dad I'm phoning from Hutchinson going dad dad they've got um pomegranates on offer and he's like what so I'm going around the shop giving him it he's like well what about the what about the uh peppers how are the peppers doing I'm like yeah yeah so I get the guy from the Hutchinson's to pile up all these actual we go to the other side you know where it's like for mass catering yeah. and they fill up my mini <laughs> so there's no room for my in my car for luggage the mini gets piled up with all these boxes and anyway, there's a joke in there somewhere uh, yeah i'm just like <laughs> okay i go home like i am working for a grocery you know and we go home and then i can't remember what the um there was some weird fruit that i bought and it looked like boobs basically giant boobs and they even had like ends and i i came into the kitchen with two of these i don't know what they were what were they i'm like i didn't even know what fruit it was you know they get fruit from all over the world i didn't even know what it was and i came I in think and, i've seen them but i couldn't yeah i, I, can't, I can't remember what it was but i came in with them in front of me and went oh mum look at this and she was she started laughing so hard 
I've never seen a laugh like that in a right and because I, I was like dancing <laughs> around the kitchen like this with this fruit and it brought the our house down anyway she laughed so hard I think it was the timing of it as well but you know it <laughs> it was so funny just you know fruit and it probably Rude would have fruit. worked if you hadn't realised what you were doing either. It, it was going to work both ways, wasn't I know, it? You I was know, just like, just... oh my God, they look like, hey, look, at, hey, what's going on here? Anyway, it was it was hilarious. I guess it, maybe you had to be there. Um, oh but, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm visiting, yeah. I can, it I was can really funny. funny. <laughs> so yeah, having fun, really, being daft. Yeah. Um, there's so many things. And my dad always said to me, you know, happiness is a state of mind. Mm. and I really believe that Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. you can be in a situation today and feel crap and then the next day nothing in your life will have changed and you can feel happy so what's that all about that's just your state of mind so I just think you you have to choose it yeah I was going to ask you you know what 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 do you think people can can do to be be more happy and I suppose that's 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 an answer there isn't it sort of be be more aware of it it's very difficult I can't begin to imagine what situations certain people are in I feel very Mm. fortunate in my life and I feel for people who have very difficult challenging uh, situations and I can't Mm. pretend to tell them what the answer is to happiness all I've learned in my life is that yes, I have. There've been times where I've been unhappy and I've been confused, and I've also felt guilty because I'm like, "What have you got to be unhappy about?" and all of that. Yeah. And then I've just decided now to just be my best friend to me, be kind to myself, be compassionate to myself, stop giving myself a hard time, try not to give other people a hard time as well, because you mm. do tend to just transfer to other people and just just focus on the little things if that cup of tea makes you happy great for for that three minutes it takes you to drink that cup of tea enjoy it and be happy you can't be happy all day all the time for every single second of the day it's not even that's not realistic is it no but you can grab your little moments and then hopefully over time that becomes like a habit and those moments become nearer together and you might have a nice day I just feel that these days I'm way more aware of the good times and I'm way more aware of, um, I'm just very, I'm just grateful. I just appreciate Mm. things so much more. Mm. I just feel regular bouts of gratitude can help you be happy. Mm. And do you think that's something that's come with age? That 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 self-awareness? I don't know because I think that some people spend their whole life not getting that and some people Mm. know it at a young age. I think Mm. it depends on the individual and I think it also depends on whether or not you've looked at yourself. You know, there's some people who spend their whole life not being very happy and never really trying to find out why, Mm. just carrying on with it and then doing what they do to get through their day so they might you know self-medicate or get themselves into scrapes and stuff like that and really if you look beyond the surface the reason for their behavior might be some deep unhappiness somewhere Mm. until you look at your own life and work out what makes you tick and why you are the way you are it's such an individual journey isn't it I was going to say everyone's individual yeah and I just Mm -hmm. think I probably you know, I've moved away from home and after a while I probably, to to work, and I probably felt not great and lonely and all those things. And then you start to look into yourself and go, okay, so I've probably done work on myself. My sister's an energy healer these days. She's, you know, she was in fashion and now she's become this incredibly mm. successful energy healer, book out imminently on Penguin. Okay. It's a plug. Um Sushma her name is and she has done a lot of work and she's a shaman and we're you know a skeptical family let's be honest with you but as the years have gone by she's kind of opened our minds up to healing to um, energy to all these things that don't make sense but you don't really have to understand it it just Mm. is so I think maybe my journey has been affected by her influence and uh 
there is a big well-being movement at the moment, isn't there? There's a big well-being movement in the West Absolutely. because people need something. So I think mm. that personally, it's just part of my particular journey. And I wouldn't think, I wouldn't dream of kind of imposing that on anyone else. I think you just have to do it yourself the way that's right for you. But on a really simple level, if you're not happy, there are little things you can do to try to help yourself. And one of them is every day before you go to sleep, just think about the things that you're appreciative for, Mm. you know, and that's a real positive um, thing to do because you change your energy around yourself and you go to bed thinking about good stuff rather than all the stuff that's making you sad. Just try to keep a lid on that a little bit because otherwise it can overwhelm your life. Well, thank you so much, Sharuna. That was wonderful to hear your pearls of wisdom on happiness and what's, what you think it means to be happy and what brings you happiness. So thank you so much for your time today. It was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much. And um, I hope I wasn't too boring. <laughs> not at all, not at all. Some, some good pearls of wisdom. So uh, I think it's time for a nice cup of tea. Oh, yeah. Put the kettle on, love. <laughs> I'm gasping. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. So that was Sharuna. What did people think? As usual, there was uh, so much to comment on and listen to and to enjoy. Uh, It was great. I'm I'm going to start with um, some of the personal things that she was sharing about her family life because she talked about her father or dad and the telephone calls where she'd ring <laughs> yeah. home and her mum would ring and she would say, is dad there? <laughs> <laughs> and I need my dad. And it was always about food. Mm-hmm. I can't, my recipe hasn't worked. And I, I found that extremely funny, but extremely relevant as well, because it took me back to my, my, two, my two girls. And if they were ever in a scrape and the phone rang, it was, is dad there? Uh, yeah, can I do anything? No, 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 is dad there? <laughs> so, and then when when she went on to talk about how dad would um, ask for the symptoms of the problem with the recipe and then give a diagnosis and then offer a treatment, I just thought that was wonderful. <laughs> I'd love to meet her mum and dad. <laughs> I loved how she described, you know, a, a visit back home would involve, you know, getting your blood pressure checked, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing as well. I thought that was great. Just a typical day. Yeah. Just check my blood pressure. <laughs> Mind the snack. The snack sounded heavenly, didn't oh, it? Oh, they did, didn't oh, they? Please I was, talk about food some more. I know. I know. I think I was getting a, I was getting a hungry tummy when she was talking about all the, the delicious food. What about you, Dom? Oh, God, there were so many things. I, just a really quick start was that I love the fact that she managed to sneak fella cootie into Lip North. <laughs> I just was like, yes. <laughs> Hats off to that. Um, on a more serious note, I, I really liked what she was saying about deadlines. Actually, I'd never thought about deadlines as actually being a good for your state of mind. Mm. Uh, when she was talking about how you can't be a perfectionist if you've got deadlines and how you have to let go of it. Um, I'd never thought of them as being good things. Mm. I've always quite hated deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually, it makes sense that that's a positive aspect of them. And uh, something else she was saying about um, going to bed and being thankful she wasn't in any pain. Mm. There's a few things she said throughout that made me think that she's actually quite mindful a lot of the time. Practicing gratitude throughout the day is actually good for you. You know, it helps you. It helps you reflect upon your own life in a positive way, I guess. Yeah. She sort of touched on that as well, didn't she, when she she suggested that people could just sort of lie in bed at the end of the day and think about, you know, yes, things that you're thankful for. Um, Yeah. yeah, So just being being aware and... uh, Yeah, I thought that was really interesting as well. Thank you. I I just loved... um, her sense of humour throughout that interview, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she painted a really good picture. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, from, from the from the dressing up. What did you think <laughs> of the, um, the paperless notebook? <laughs> yes. 
But I've been guilty of that as well. I could totally relate. You know, you sort of rip a page out at the front and because it's joined at the back, you've got to take the back bit out as well. So you're left with nothing. (laughs) I had a mental image. I had a mental image of her doing this and and particularly making the slight mistake on the first page and the whole part of the book had to be ripped out. Yeah. Because we're we're talking about the days when yeah when you didn't have a computer so you couldn't sort of delete and start again you know you know back you know in in the school days you know you were writing in notebooks weren't you you weren't uh, yeah. copying and pasting on a word processor so. <laughs> yeah and Tipex would always make it look really horrible oh Tipex God what happened to Tipex <laughs> can you still get Tipex uh, yes it doesn't last know. very long does it not. <laughs> It dries up in the bottle and then when you need it, you can't get it out. That one time you need it, it's all dried up. (laughs) And I loved her little anecdotes as well. Um, The the story about being on the one show and the hair disaster as well. There's just little, so many little things throughout that that interview that uh, I really enjoyed. Um, I think from a from a sort of professional working point of view, I I could completely relate to her work in terms of. um, you know, wanting to find out more about people and learning about people's stories and, and ordinary people doing extraordinary things. That's something that I enjoyed doing in my professional work, you know, talking to people and uncovering those those little gems, those little sparks and working towards that that final moment of the finished film as well is, is a real sort of highlight for us. So I could I could really relate to that when we were chatting. So Thank you. That was great. A, a good a good discussion. And thank you, Sharuna, for your time. So if you've been inspired by this podcast episode, then we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your stories and opinions on what happiness means to you. You can get in touch via email, hello at thegeordieguidetohappiness.co.uk, or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Guide or on Facebook, The Geordie Guide to Happiness. And as always, I want to give a shout out to our funders. This project wouldn't be possible without support from the Newcastle Cultural Investment Fund at the Community Foundation. So thank you so much for your support. Next week, we talk to Bill Corcoran, who is a proud Geordie, and he was involved in starting up the NUFC Food Bank. He is also connected to the Tyneside Irish Centre, and we had a great chat recently. So you'll hear me ask him questions like this. Right, I sh- I have resumed recording. So, um, Bill, a very warm welcome to the Geordie Guide to Happiness. Thank you for joining me. We've had a couple of uh, technical glitches so far, but we're <laughs> we'll hopefully get through. How how are you this evening? And hear Bill give answers like this. Yeah, fine. You know, as I said, Newcastle won on Sunday. The the weather was nice. <laughs> I've been out on the motorbike. Um, I live in the greatest and most civilised city on earth. The sunset over the quayside was beautiful. I I was at the food bank today. They're getting record numbers of donations. Um, You know, things could be worse. And I'm I'm blessed compared to lots of other people in this world. So, you know, canny, as they say. So we've reached the end of another episode. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Geordie Guide to Happiness so far. Take care and see you all again next week for another episode. Mm-hmm.